Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the KJ52 Podcast. First of all, big shout out to all my patron supporters. Uh, you are you are the wind beneath my wings. You are the air in my sails. La la la. I got nothing. Um, but I super appreciate you guys. Uh, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash KJ52. And you can become a patron supporter starting at one whole dollar. That's it. One dollar. One dollar. And the money goes towards the juvenile detention center outreach that I do uh, twice a month. And uh, just helps me to continue this podcast. So make sure to go check that out. And any good podcaster always says, hey man, go to my iTunes and uh, rate, comment, click, and subscribe. So... I guess I'm supposed to say that, so go ahead and do that too. But if you're listening on any other platform, just go to iTunes, find KJ52 Podcasts, and give me five stars. Helps me to uh, get one step closer to knocking Joel Osteen out the box. Well, maybe many steps. But anyway, I wanted to um, share with you guys something as it relates to uh, figuring out what God has for your life. Um and it relates to two conversations that I had today. Um, it really kind of all started with my son, my oldest son, um, who I've kind of been upfront about with, who has uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, and is doing amazing. Uh, and and we don't we don't like to refer to what he has as a disorder because disorder sort of implies that there's something broke with you, and I have to believe that if God made you, God didn't make any junk. So I say that, you know, the times that we've discussed with him about his ADHD and things like that, we've talked about how, you know, it is a superpower in a lot of ways, how that um, he's not defective, and that there is purpose behind it, and this was none more evident than what had happened this morning, and this is kind of something that he's done on a couple occasions, um, where I kind of, I kind of shake my head and be like, "All right, God, you know, you, what are you trying to show me here?" Um, as we were getting ready to leave, and we were going to the car, you know, I had a thousand things on my mind because I'm thinking about, you know, have, have I gotten him out on time? You know, has he ate breakfast? Did he take his medicine? You know what I mean? Is he ready for school? Like, all these things are going through my head. I'm not focusing really necessarily on anything that's happening around me. I'm just focusing on the task at hand. And that's kind of how my brain works. I'm very task-oriented. I'm very, like, to-do list, very check-the-box, check you know what I mean? Um, and no, I don't have ADHD. So I'm hyper-focused in on certain things because that's just the way my brain works and that's the way God made me. A lot of times, ADHD kids get faulted for quote-unquote not paying attention. But maybe almost 10, 11 years ago, I read this book that uh, my mother-in-law had given me. Not a Christian book per se, but just a really interesting take. It was called ADHD, A New Perspective. And what they talked about, the premise of the book was that over years and years and years and years of humans being on the planet, that the brain developed a certain way of functioning due to the environment. So that ADHD is actually a reaction for thousands of years of 
hunters, and that essentially what what uh, what ADHD kids are or ADHD people are, they are hunters in a farmer world, and it related to things that we consider problems of ADHD that they're actually adapted to a certain type of environment. And so they gave this example that when a hunter goes into the forest or a environment to hunt down a certain animal, what he's doing is he's always sort of scanning the environment. So he's always looking around, he is always noticing or or being hyper stimulated by everything uh, with the idea that you know, a good hunter scans his environment, takes everything in, and has the ability to pick one little thing out of that environment, and then to react to that one thing and go after it. So in other words, guy walks into a forest, he's getting nailed with all the sounds of the forest, the birds chirping, the sunlight, you know, the, the visuals, all this is hitting him at once, and his brain is able to take it all in and it needs to take in that much stimulation. And it will be able to pick out the one thing that it has to go after. Let's say, in this case, it's hunting a deer or it's hunting a rabbit. It can find that rabbit in that environment and then it has to make a split-second decision to go after that animal, to hunt it down, and then to bring it back to the camp. Whereas... You put that same person into a school environment, it looks like they're not paying attention because they're hearing the pencil sharpener, they're hearing the bell go off, they're hearing the kid chewing gum, they're taking in all the visual, and it looks like they're really being distracted by everything because they can't focus in on one particular thing, so they get in trouble for not focusing on the teacher speaking. So what's a benefit to being a hunter is not really a benefit to being sitting in a class because most education systems are like a farmer. So what does a farmer do? A farmer goes out to his crops. It's very slow. It's very methodical. It's, it takes a long time. And the farmer has to have a whole lot of patience to water the crops, to get the crops ready, to da-da-da-da-da. But they were basically saying that the educational system is, is geared towards a farmer not geared towards a hunter. And, you know, ADHD kids are usually written off and told that they are impulsive, that they can't, you know, they they can't focus, and that when they do, they get impulsively and they have no self-control and they go after one thing. Well, if you're a hunter, you see that animal, there's no time to sit here and have like a 20-second, 20-minute debate about the animal. It's like you got to react and go after it. So... Whereas, whereas a farmer, you know, it's like there's no reacting to the, to the carrot growing. You just take your time. So a lot of ADHD kids are put in this environment where they're forced to be farmers, but they're really hunters, and this is why they have trouble in school, or they have trouble in relationships, or they have trouble in their personal lives, or their jobs, or so on and so on. But you put a farmer in the, in the, in the woods to go hunt something, he's not going to do as well, because he's not geared towards it. But you kind of need both. And the book also kind of basically says that, you know, someone has to go out and kill the animal, bring it back, and someone has to have the patience to skin the animal and cook the animal and prepare it. So that really ADHD ADHD people tend to be more go and get it 
but they don't have great skills at the administrative side. So you kind of need both to be super effective. Anyway, really long intro to what I'm trying to say. As I'm walking out, I'm thinking of a thousand things that I got to do, getting my kid there. I got to leave tomorrow, start um, this junior high event that I'm doing. So I'm thinking of all the stuff I got to get prepared. You know, I'm thinking of, you know, I've been sick for four days. I'm thinking of like, am I really better yet? And all of a sudden my son goes, hey dad, look, there's a butterfly. And I look over real quick and there's this like really cool looking butterfly kind of flying around our bushes. And I never, ever would have noticed that. Because my brain, one, is not geared toward, I'm I'm big picture guy, right? Even when I used to draw, you know, as a, as a young kid, I'd make a drawing and sometimes I wouldn't like connect two lines together. It was like, nah, I did the basic drawing on to the next, right? And I would have kids that would watch me draw and they'd be like, well, dude, you know, like connect the line from the pants to the shirt. And I'm like, nah, you know, you know the line's supposed to go together. It's like your brain fills it in. And they're like, no, fill it, do it. And I get irritated to fill in that line, right? So I tend to be big picture and not as focused on the details. Whereas he was, he was able to see this really minute, beautiful detail where some people would be like, dude, don't get distracted. You got to get in the car. You got to get to school. He just happened to notice, because the way his brain works, that minute little beautiful detail. And I never would have caught that. And there was like one time where we were sitting in Starbucks, and he was able to pick out this one little sound that was going off in Starbucks. And there was so much noise in that Starbucks. There was people talking. There was the music playing. There was, you know, the lights etc 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 and he heard this little hum that it took me like a minute to kind of focus in and find it and I just had to tell him like you know what buddy like God has given you a gift he's given you a gift that other people will say you can't focus it's not that you can't focus it's just that you're focused on you're able to take in everything now obviously his challenge as he grows is is going to be his ability to fine-tune that, right? He's like one of those X-Men mutants in a lot of ways, you know, like all this potential, but unless it's like honed and developed, it's going to be kind of, you know, it won't, it won't reach his potential, which that's what I'm here to do. That's what the educational system here is to do. Hopefully that's what other things in his life down the road will be there to do. But the point was, is there is a spiritual law in there that you you can miss too is that when we stand at the forest and we try to pick out one thing so in other words it's like God gives us a vision for his future for our lives it's, it's almost like God goes and, and, and I believe God does this God goes and hides, hides a treasure deep in a forest and all he tells us is that the treasure is in that forest somewhere he doesn't give us the map all the time he doesn't tell us exactly what, how to find it because even scripture says, you know, it's the, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and it's the duty of kings to search it out. So God will conceal things for no other purpose than to make us have to go search it out. Because let's be honest, when we're in a state where we're like, I don't know what's going on, God. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm going to get there. What does that force us to do? It forces us to seek him more. It forces us to rely on him more. It forces us to walk by faith and not by sight more. 
And God knows that a lot of times if he gave us everything we wanted, some of us wouldn't even go after him at all. It's our sad nature, you know what I mean? So I believe God has certain things hidden in our lives with nothing more than just a basic idea given to us. And that could be literally anything. That could be your marriage. That could, you know, your future marriage is what I'm saying. That could be your finances. That could be your dreams, your aspirations. That could be, you know, to my hip hoppers, that could be your music dreams somewhere. Um, that he's given you sort of a very basic idea of what he's called you to do, but he's not giving you all the details. And it's like he's hidden a treasure deep in a forest and only giving you a basic idea. Now, some of us have the ability to hyper-focus in on what that thing is and we can go find it because that's the way our brains are or that's the way our giftings are. And some of us are like me who just kind of goes off into the forest, hard body. It's like my tenacity and hard work will make up for my lack of focus. You know what I mean? We all have different callings, but we're also, well, I'm saying we all have different giftings and different callings, but we're also all called to pursue that thing that he's hidden. He has, in a lot of ways, concealed the matter and called us to be kings to go after that matter. You know, even right now in my life, um, there are many things that I'm seeking God on that I you know, I'm in a bit of transition on that I'm essentially, you know, I got an idea of what it is, but I don't know, I don't know all the, you know, I don't know all the nuts and bolts of how it's going to play out, so to speak, you know what I mean? And the best thing I can do is go after that treasure because it's hidden somewhere deep in that forest and I'm just going to have to trust God with that. That even if I get off course a little bit, he is faithful enough to kind of nudge me back. And you know what? There is some beauty in the journey in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like there's some, some really awesome beauty in the journey. Um, and that kind of goes to the other thing is I took somebody out running with me today, but we were running through this boardwalk that ran through the swamp. And I had ran through this boardwalk for like 15 years straight. So I knew everything that was in there, but it was brand new to him. So he was like, yeah, this is awesome. Da, 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 da. And there is something wonderful about that process. So enjoy the journey. Don't give up. There is a treasure out there for you. You have a special purpose. And uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless.